0: Oh, so well. Yeah.
1: 15 minutes also, and Peely's off right here. One and two. That is a pair of tickets for you to win to go see Purdue and Iowa men's basketball Monday. That's the Big Ten home opener. 7 o'clock. You want to win them? Here's what you do. I mean, You know the drill. We're just going to text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080. Just text BOILERUP, and I got you registered to win tickets for Monday night's Big Ten home opener against Iowa. That's going to be the Elf Night 2. You know, they'll do the canned food drive for food finders. You bring in, I think it's five cans of food, and you get uh, the Elf poster. Tremendous event. So if you don't have tickets, it's sold out, and you want to go, text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. We will get you registered to win those tickets. And I will draw out a winner at the end of the show. 765-447-4080. We just got a great lineup ready to go for you today. Those tickets on the line. Brian Newbert in about 13 minutes. Right now, let's start. It's need-to-know news time. Here's your need-to-know news. All right, let's get started with uh, that Boilermaker basketball team. Big win last night, right? I mean, they roll. So what you like to see? Brayton Smith nearly a triple double last night. Would have been the first since 1977. The Boilers over Southern Texas, 99 to 67. Smith, 19 points, 10 assists, nine rebounds. Had a little, had a little fake out there at one point, didn't he? Where the crowd was chanting his name, they wanted him to come back in, and uh, yeah, he uh, he got up and went to the table real quick, came right back, just playing paint was all like look i don't care about stats The blowout we're gonna respect our opponent uh edie had 15 points so did lance jones not a lot of people talking about that performance out of lance boilers shot 52 percent overall and 52 percent from three here's some other notes via chris foreman because he's the man Purdue has now won 31 straight non-conference regular season games. That is tied for the longest streak by any team nationally over the last decade with the Villanova teams that did it from 2015 to 2018. Matt Painter, win number 420 at Purdue. Needing just one more win to tie, Lou Henson for fourth all-time in Big Ten victories list. Purdue has won 53 straight games when scoring 80 points or more. That goes back to 2018. Smith's triple double that he almost had in 26 minutes. He's the first player with two points, assists, double doubles in the same season since Troy Lewis in 87-88. Smith is also the first player with at least 19 points, 10 assists in the same game since Troy did it 22 and 14 against Indiana in '88. Zach Edey in double figures for the 58th straight game, 15.6 rebounds, three blocks in just 21 minutes. Took four shots, made all of them. So, yeah, it's going good. Richard Moody has been named the head coach of Purdue Soccer by Mike Bobinski. The press release says he's an innovator in data, sports science, and technology. Comes to Purdue from South Alabama. He'll be the third head coach in programs history. He won seven conference titles in South Alabama, three regular season and four postseason, coached his athletes to 19 individual Sunbelt postseason awards, 44 all-conference accolades, In addition to be named the Conference Coach of the Year twice in 2019 and 2023. So more additions into the portal. Zion Steptoe was a wide receiver. I thought he was starting to... Maybe develop as a nice little corner there for a second, but develop no more. He will here. He is gone. He is into the portal. At least as of right now, he's into the portal. So that was one we didn't get to yesterday. Also wide receiver Curtis DeVille gone. That is the fourth wide receiver to hit the portal. Yeah, I mean, it's getting... uh, It's getting crowded in there. Everybody jumping in the portal these days. Not just Purdue. A lot of other people doing it. Jonathan Taylor went in for an evaluation on a thumb injury yesterday. Colts owner Jim Ursae tells The Athletic that it's been determined that Taylor will need to have surgery on his thumb, and they hope he'll just miss two games, two or three weeks. Indianapolis faces the Titans and the Bengals on the road in the next two weeks, and then it's a pivotal home game against the Steelers. Uh, who they're jockeying with playoff position for in Week 15. Blackhawks survive a home game against the Kraken, 4-3. to uh, That final, that is uh, wins now in two of their last three. They're going to head to Detroit tomorrow. Don't forget, Patrick Kane just signed a deal with the Red Wings. So there you go. That is today's Need to Know News. All right. We're looking for action tonight. I have no idea what we took yesterday. What did we take yesterday? Oh, the team total for Purdue, right? Well, we crushed that. No problem there. I think closed at like 86 and a half. We told you to take it at 83 and a half. There you go. I was a little nervous about Purdue covering that. That was a big number. You were worried about coming back from Maui, still kind of adjusting. Because you know they came back from Maui. And you have the holiday, and then you're trying to rest. You're trying to get over the jet lag and stuff. So you're not in your normal routines. So I was a little bit nervous about it. But I said, hey, team total, let's go. We can do team total. No problem, either of them. Tonight, Iowa's playing. You know I love Iowa overs. Iowa has hit the game over total in 15 of the last 21 at home. They've only hit the under in 12 of their last 33 games. So 21 of their last 33 have gone over. North Florida's hit the team total in nine of their last 16 away games. It's a little high at 167 tonight. I don't hate the 26 and a half, to be honest. I do hate the team total for Iowa's at 97 and a half. North Florida's not exactly a great shooting team. They're not, they're just, they're four and three out of the A son. They're not, it's not great. But 10 of North Florida's last 11 games have produced a total of 154 or fewer. We're at 167 tonight. Normally, I love these overs. I think I just trust Fran to cover tonight. I think I'm off the over. I think that's too high. Give me the 26 tonight on Iowa. There's not a lot of Big Ten basketball on this evening. Like, that's one of, what, like two games? I think Purdue was the only one that covered last night, too, in the Big Ten. But we're getting the post-holiday stuff. Kids are getting into finals and stuff right before the Big Ten opener. Ohio State's got Central Michigan tonight, and they're 24-and-a-half-point favorites. And I, you know, they had that tester against Oakland, and obviously Oakland looks good now. They lost to a by seven, and then they went and won that Alabama game. We talked about that on Monday. Like, where in the heck do those guys come from? But Oakland has since proven to be pretty solid. I mean, they gave Illinois fits too. They beat Xavier, so maybe we jumped early to conclusions. I'll jump in there on. Uh, I'll jump in there on Iowa. I'll take the over. It's not a big night Wednesday night. It's a little quiet. I don't want to get into the NBA. I don't think there's much NHL action tonight, is there? It's three games in the NHL. It's just a quiet night. We'll keep it easy. We'll trust Iowa and Fran to cover. One unit. Not going all out. It's a Wednesday night. We're going to take a little break, but uh, don't forget, you can still win these Purdue-Iowa tickets. Text BOILERUP 765-447-4080 seven six five four four seven four zero eight zero. That gets you registered to win a pair of tickets for Purdue-Iowa. This Monday night, Mackey Arena, it's sold out. It's Elf Night Food Drive. You know, you bring your canned goods in to get that Elf uh, Elf poster. If you want to go, text BOILERUP7654474080. Text it in, and I got you your chance to win. Brian Newbert, scheduled to be on next with us here on the Hammerdown Show. 101.7 to Hammer. And Welcome back. It is the Hammerdown Show, 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jesselitis. Uh, we're working on trying to connect with Brian Newbert. We'll see uh, We'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll be able to get him uh, worked in here. But uh, big win last night. Hey, Purdue with a... I mean, they're all wins, man. They're all big wins. It's college basketball. Anything can happen. Purdue, uh, 99-67 last night over Texas Southern. By the way, if you do want to go see Purdue in Iowa, that's the Big Ten home opener, which is Monday. Text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. That gets you uh, registered to win the tickets. We'll draw the winner at the end of the show. That's BOILERUP. Just text that to uh, 765-447-4080. Good to go. Everybody talking this morning about Brayden Smith's almost triple-double. I woke up to see, to scroll Twitter and stuff, see some fans were actually upset. Paint doesn't put him back in and let him get that. Really? I thought Matt Payne on the postgame was brilliant as always, talking about, you know, we don't do that for stats. We respect Texas Southern too much. We're not in here to run things up just so somebody can get a triple-double. It's not like he's getting paid off of it. It's not like he's got a pro contract and, yeah, there's incentives or something. Would it be nice? Yeah, absolutely it would be. But come on, no. No, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm sure Braden's going to be more than fine with it. But boy, was there is there a player in the Big Ten that it seems like the media missed out on more than Braden Smith this year? I mean, people like John Rossi and everything sung his praises before the new year, last year, as a freshman. Everybody was on this kid. And then the Fairly Dickinson stuff happens and everybody's looking around going, eh, nah, never mind. We know Zach's good. But they bailed on him. I was surprised. But he's come back. He's more seasoned, stronger, faster. Two for four from behind the line. Shot 50% last night. It's not to love about him. Now, some people out here calling him the best point guard in history. The program, I'm going to pump my brakes right now. Well, I reserve those judgments until you've wrapped your career. I'm not ready to go that quick. Same thing with Lance. A lot of people right now, Lance are the best transfer paints ever brought in. He's brought in some good ones. Guys like John Octius come to mind. I'm just going to pump the brakes a little bit here. Let's not get crazy. Let's let this team breathe and be. You know, there's only so much I'm going to garner from... Beating a team like Texas Southern, again started the season seven games on the road. They did rally the last couple years. They made the NCAA turn. This is also the team too that fairly ended up making it into the tournament out of that uh, out of that conference. Remember how that whole thing played out? Fairly wasn't even supposed to be in. So, again, you can break that out. They shot well. Ten turnovers, nah. No, I don't want Brayden to have more than two in a game. But if you're going to go a five-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio, hey, we're doing pretty good. Zach never turned the ball over. That was great. Lance turned it over once. The other turnovers were all off the bench. I'm all right. I will say this about this basketball team: is because because I, again, I saw this discourse this morning. Let them be, because when you. When you start throwing out terms like best point guard in program history, best player in program history, player, you set unrealistic standards for the rest of them that when the loss does come, and their history tells you one will come, that you have this huge meltdown that ripples out, and I've seen it affect past teams. Just enjoy it. Watch them. Don't worry about putting labels on them. Don't worry about who's going to be, you know, Edie's going to be player of the year again. He certainly looks like it. Enjoy where you're at right now. It is an improved team with an improved national player of the year. It is a team that just won the Maui Invite. Went through three top 11 teams to do that. It is a team that was discounted early on in the season because of the way that they finished. And since then, have quieted a lot of those folks. You're never going to quiet the Hoosier fans. It is what it is. But you ran through three straight top ranked programs. And all of a sudden, it's a little quiet out there. The, 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 the fairly Dickinson talk, that's just fading in the background, hasn't it? There's really not much of a debate on whether or not they should be the number one team in the country. All but three guys think so. And those three are probably not smart anyway. That's where you're at with this program. It's also a program built on the backs of a lot of these players here that you just got number one for the third straight season, and you say, Hey, that's nice. You're not freaking out like you were three years ago. Then we got those insane, unreal expectations, and when they didn't meet it, you no, know, we we talked to Brian Newbert, he says it felt like it was like relief. Players were relieved that the season was done. That's no way to go out there and compete. And if we as a fan base are putting that out there, that's not good. It's not good for them. It's certainly not good for you as a fan either who is hoping that this team makes a run. Just let them breathe. Let them be. We head into Friday. You're going to go up to Northwestern. And you remember the oopsie from last year. Let's see if the revenge tour continues. It's a late start Friday night, 9 p.m. Boo Boo is going to be good. Brooks Barnheiser, the former Jeff Broncos, is going to be good. This is where the rubber starts to meet the road. The Big Ten season now. Just patient with labeling these players and this team. They've got the potential. But when you label that, you put a lot of undue pressure. You set unreal expectations, not just for yourself, but for them. And when they don't live up to your expectations, you lose your mind. You go onto social media. You bury people. And... I can tell you, I can tell you with firsthand knowledge, it does not help. So let's just be patient. It's fun to argue some things. Hey, does Edie belong on the Mount Rushmore type thing? But take it easy here. All right? They're already making a lot of people look like fools early on. Whatever you're doing, whatever spot on the couch you got, keep it. And let's keep this thing rolling. Don't forget Purdue Iowa tickets you want to go text boiler up 765-447-4080 765-447-4080 we're going to call we're going to get brian newbert all straightened out here and he's on next stick around this is the hammer down show 1017 the hammer (laughs) 1017 Welcome back to the Hammerdown Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7TheHammer.com. Keep texting in for your chance to win Purdue Iowa men's basketball tickets for Monday night. Text me, boiler up the 765-447-4080. You're registered to win those tickets. Over to the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline we go, and Brian Newbert, goldenblack.com, is on with us here. Uh, does a tremendous job of uh, covering Purdue, specifically men's basketball. And, Uh, Brian, welcome uh, back to the program. It's always great to have you here. A lot of folks today uh, talking about Braden Smith. uh, Just such a great performance out of him, nearly hitting that triple-double last night. And then, you know, got the crowd going, uh, ran to the bench almost there, like he was going to jump back in. And then going back, thanks to Lance Jones for ribbing him into doing that. But uh, a tremendous performance out of a young man that I, I, I think a lot of media outside of Purdue kind of uh, kind of threw him away at the beginning of the season. They were all on him last year and then said, eh, not forget him. But, boy, he has been awfully good here through the first part of the season.
0: Yeah, and they actually probably did Purdue a favor by uh, by doing that, by not paying him a lot of preseason respect because he, he takes that stuff very personally. And I think he plays better when he's mad, when he's he's got the proverbial chip on his shoulder. And I think that competitive spirit he has is really kind of becoming you know I, I don't want to say the face of the team because this is still the zach Eady team but i think that um i think his spirit is you know part of this start for purdue i think he's he's becoming a great player uh sort of in the same sort of way but different than what zach Eady was doing a year ago at this time it's maybe just not as obvious because you know you know zach Eady was kind of doing that as a one-man show at times last year and now you know, Braden Smith is emerging the role next to Zach Eady, um, but I think he's been he's been unbelievable so far through seven games, whatever it is. And if there are, you know, ten better guards in all of college basketball, I'll, I'll be damned if I know who they are. I, I think Purdue's got got a great guard in its hands, and that's not something it's it it's always had. It's not very often in its history uh, had a great playmaking point guard. You know. They've had a lot of game managers. They've had a lot of defenders. They've had a lot of shooters. They've had a lot of different types of point guards, but they've never really often had that true playmaking, you know, proverbial floor general. We were talking uh, last night about, hey, who's the greatest point guard in, in in Purdue history? And I'm sitting there thinking, well, the first thing you have to do is define point guard, you know, uh-huh. because um, you know Purdue's had guys like Etwan Moore and 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 some guys who have. Handled the ball a lot. That doesn't necessarily mean they were, you know, Purdue's point guard. But I think Braden Smith is everything you want, and then some at a point guard, and he's he's the reason you know Purdue's ambitions this year are very, very credible, uh, very, very realistic.
1: Well, then, if that's the case, I would like to remind him ahead of this Northwestern game that he absolutely stinks. That he couldn't cross up Mike Carmen, and uh, I don't think he's any good of a uh, point guard. If that's the motivation that uh, he needs. Uh, I will be happy to put that out there in the universe if he wants to continue to put up those numbers. But you know, I, I think another reason too, uh, Brian, that he has been as good as he has. I, I think having a guy like Lance Jones out there as well um, has he, he. If anybody's benefited, I think from his presence, I I, I think it's Brayden Smith. What do you think?
0: Well, I think that you know Purdue has this reputation rightfully earned because they've got Zach Edey, who's who's the most unguardable player in college basketball. But they've got this reputation; it's just playing through the post and just wearing on you and wearing on you and wearing on you until they, until you break. And then, you know, now Purdue between Braden Smith and Lance Jones and, you know, Jones really added something here. Purdue can play really fast too. And, uh, you know, they can play a hundred miles an hour for five minutes at a time if they want. And, you know, they changed the Xavier game that way after halftime. And, uh, they've done some really good things in transition and some of these big wins in, in Hawaii. And obviously last night against Texas Southern, um, but I think Lance Jones has been a great compliment to Braden Smith in that regard in terms of their ability to really get out in transition, really, really uh, be able to play fast. And that's kind of a stark contrast to what Purdue can also do in terms of, you know, playing through, uh, playing through the most daunting physical matchup in all of college basketball.
1: We're talking with Brian Newbert from GoldenBlack.com here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, getting set to travel to uh, to, to Northwestern uh, on Friday night as they oh. kick off the, uh, the the Big Ten schedule here. Oh, geez, I'll tell you what, Brian, uh, this team is just—they've been so phenomenal. But you're coming into the Big Ten season. This is traditionally where Matt Painter likes to pare down that rotation a little bit more. But he's got a lot of guys on that bench that seemingly play so well demand the, the playing time. What does that rotation look like? going forward can he still get away with maybe going as many as 10 deep does he try to limit that to seven maybe eight and if that's the case who ends up missing out on minutes here
0: yeah i think that they're fine as is i think that you know the playing three guys that the forward positions working um i think each game it might be somebody different, and that, that sometimes seems illogical, but it's working, and you won three big games, and why are you doing it? And I think Miles Colvin and Camden Heidi are both guys whose role is going gonna to depend on the night, going to depend on how they play in the first half, kind of things like that. Um, but I think Purdue is where it's going to be. Uh, I think, obviously, Lance Jones, Fletcher, lawyer, Braden Smith, carrier, backcourt, uh, I think Ethan Morton's role will kind of come and go depending on depending on game conditions, kind of things like that, matchups. And then uh, you know you, you'll slot Caleb first at both the four and the five. You'll play Trey Kaufman at the four, maybe a little bit of five here and there. Mason Gillis will see his share of minutes at at the four, and um, you know obviously obviously Zach Eady when push comes to shove, you know literally and figuratively, I think uh, um, I think he's going to get his his. 30 minutes a game too so I think that you know there are some guys whose minutes are going to be fluid Um, I think that's you know Ethan Morton uh, Miles Calden, Camden, Heidi uh, but I think they're good with that I think they understand I think Purdue's got a team here that uh, I'm not just parroting what the coaches say but what I'm observing I think Purdue's got a team of guys who are in for the big picture and, and you know not necessarily their own specific interests so I think you know that's always a concern, you know, for coaches going into seasons. Is it's part of the reason Matt Painter wants a uh, doesn't always max out his scholarship, so he'd rather have twelve guys engaged than you know thirteen with one guy at the end of the bench complaining. Uh, I think he's done a pretty good job managing that and kind of cultivating a pretty positive culture in that regard. But I think that uh, Purdue's pretty pretty well set up here to not um, you know step on any of those landmines.
1: Well. It certainly feels like this season's personal to uh, to a lot of them. I mean, just the way that they played in Maui and, you know, uh, with Matt Painter scheduling the teams that he has in the non-conference specifically to address some of the issues that they've had over the last couple of years. And I don't feel like for a second this team has really lost focus. And I think I've seen a lot of really good Purdue teams at times in that non-conference have a scare against a team like a maybe like a Moorhead State or something like that, where you come out of that one and go, well, yeah, they won, but you expected a lot more out of them. It just, they feel way more engaged, and it just feels a little bit more personal this season. Is is that the vibe that you get when you get around the locker room?
0: Well, I think that they're not running away from you know the kind of undercurrent of their whole season here. Obviously, everybody is, is going to judge Purdue right or wrong based on what they do in March, and I think Purdue's not hiding from that. I think they're bringing it up proactively. They're, they understand the deal here and I think that kind of motivates them and I think they're, they're, uh, they obviously have, a, have atonement on their mind and things like that. I think the Arkansas scrimmage was really good for them. Uh, I think it was really good for them too, uh, in Honolulu to get pushed by Gonzaga and get pushed by Tennessee and, you know, trail those two games at halftime to where you have to work a little bit, you know, The the team that got to number one a couple years ago, they just mowed everybody down until basketball got hard, and then they kind of folded a little bit. You know, I think it was Rutgers they went to, and you know, all of a sudden the game got more physical. The game got more, the little things started to matter more, and they couldn't just outscore everybody. And uh, you know, things kind of things kind of kind of waned from there. Uh, The circumstances last year, you know, Purdue was just really good but they also snuck up on a lot of people uh too and they don't really have that um you know under the radar so to speak element to them this year this is the year where legitimately they are going to be the favorite virtually every game they play if not every game they play uh before march and they have to do the best job that they have to do the best job they possibly can of being ready for that every single night and the last two seasons, when Purdue had the number one next to their name, they they didn't always do that. You know, sometimes they started slow, sometimes they they played down to the level of their opponents. Sometimes they kind of glanced over some of the little things that you know matter so much more when Big Ten play starts and things like that. I think this team's built to last. I think they're, I think they've got more of that stuff down. I think that's in large part due to the fact that you've got experience in your guards now, whereas you didn't have as much last year. Obviously, both. Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer were were uh, just freshmen um, you've got experience with Trey Kaufman right now you've got um, you've got a minimal number of players learning as they go uh, and experiencing things for the first time as they go and I think you know, Purdue's just pretty well set up I think Zach Eady's, you know, probably still mad about last season uh, I think Braden Smith's mad about everything um, but I think that you're just you've got that kind of edge to you this year and you've got sort of the substance, you know, that coaches talk about that can kind of guide you through when things get tough a little bit here. And we're going to find out because Purdue's got their first two big 10 games. And then they've got uh, Alabama and Toronto and and Arizona after that, what might be a one versus two. So uh, as we've learned over the years, November success can be fleeting, but I think that Purdue is, better set up now than each of the last two seasons to really, really continue to build on this. I think they can get better, and I think that's part of the... that's part of what's really interesting about this team. They got to number one. They're 7-0, and and I don't think they're where they're going to be yet. I think they can... they've still got some pieces falling into place, some roles crystallizing. They can still get better on defense. They can cut down their turnovers. They can make more free throws. I, I know a lot of that stuff is just stuff that they have to do, and it's not necessarily something you just work on, but I think that uh, I think Purdue still got some real upside here. This isn't really a destination as much as it is a step along the way.
1: Who is the biggest threat to Purdue in the Big Ten? You know, they'll they'll take on Northwestern on Friday night. Boo Boo is great. Uh, you know, Brooks Barnheiser, former Jeff uh, Bronco, is, is rounding into a really nice player for them. But I look around the Big Ten, I don't see too many teams that are really just you know built. Not that there yeah. are in the country. But uh, there's not a ton of teams that seem built or well-suited to handle what Purdue can throw at them. But who do you think is the biggest threat to them?
0: Well, I think your true enemy is he's yet to reveal himself because I think that everybody started slowing the big time other than Purdue. I think part of that is just the the nature of college basketball nowadays. Everybody's breaking in so many new players that November's are going to be ugly. And, uh, you know, everybody loved Michigan State in the preseason. I said, well, you know, it's all the same guys from last year who, lost 13 games, but they won an NCAA tournament game. So the funhouse mirror that is NCAA tournament results, you know, seem to build Michigan State up into something more than it was. They've got all the same guys, but all those guys are, you know, above average guys. Not That's not a great team. They've got young guys, but are really good young guys. But is, is O going to play really good young guys over, you know, guys who've been in this program for three, four years? uh they've got a lot of 22 23 year olds you know so on and so forth but yeah. they just weren't great last year and everybody was assuming that these guys with very limited upside were just going to take this jump from being a middle of the pack big 10 team to a top five team nationally that just never made sense um you know i think illinois and maryland have some upside but do you trust either of those teams i I don't know i, I have no idea i, I don't know who's going to be the second best team in the big 10 i I just know for certain who the best team in the Big Ten is.
1: Yeah, I think we all agree on that. And then uh, the tiers get kind of crazy, but uh, we can all agree Minnesota is sitting at the bottom there, right? I mean, they're they're, they're clearly the basement. of yeah, the Big
0: and Ten. Nebraska is going to come back down to earth eventually when they start playing people, and um, we'll see about Ohio State, uh, and we'll see about Michigan, and you know some of those people there in the middle um, who've probably got some threshold for improvement, and you know some good guys coming back from last year who can take big jumps from year one to year two sort of things like that but right now it just looks like it's purdue in a veritable cast of thousands uh it's just not a it looks like the big ten is the worst big ten we've seen in you know quite a
1: while it's going to be an interesting season that's for sure brian newbert goldenblack.com again tremendous site he does so much great work all over the place, uh, number one in Arkansas, by the way, they love him down there still. Are you still getting the tweets from those guys are they, they still chirping back at you or they 've gotten quiet?
0: No, I think they won a football game uh, a few weeks ago, <laughs> so I think they, I think they moved on. I think they won a Florida, so I think as soon as Arkansas football won a game, I think they moved on
1: but, uh, they got Bobby Petrino back, so they got something else to worry about instead. Yeah. Yeah. Stay off the motorcycles. That's what Danny Hope always told me. Uh, Brian Newbert, everybody. Hey, buddy, always appreciate you, uh, the hard work that you do, and uh, it's great always having you on the program here, so uh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, bud.
0: No problem, Jared. Thanks for having me.
1: Take care, Brian. We're going to take a break. I wasn't kidding about the Danny Hope thing. Like He literally told me. I, I told him I was uh, engaged in uh, I think it was like Mac uh, from 98.7. He's like, hey, you got any advice for him? He's like, yeah, stay off motorcycles. And uh, that had happened, so there you go. That was a real thing that happened. I have so many great Danny Hope stories. One day I'll, write, I'll have to write a book. But, hey, hang tight. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Hammer Down Show next on 1017 The Hammered. 1017 The Still got Purdue men's basketball tickets for you to win. Last chance. You got to text in BoilerUp. 765-447-4080. I got tickets for Monday night's Big Ten home opener against Iowa. If you want to wear or win a pair of these uh, tickets, text BoilerUp to 765-447-4080. It's the, uh, they're they're doing the whole elf thing. You seen uh, Caleb doing his little uh, video again? I I did like the teaser one. Matt Painter goes, we're doing this again? Yeah, we're doing it again. Uh, So, yeah, I believe, because I looked it up the other day, if you want to get the elf poster again this year, you you just got to make sure that you bring in, is it five canned items? And then you can get the poster. And everything goes to Food Finders Food Bank. By the way, you heard us, uh, what, last week do the uh, food drive for Food Finders, the uh, Feed the Knee Day, which, by the way, record turnout for that. Thank you very much. But, yeah, so goes that same great Cod's Food Finders Food Bank. We love those guys over there and gals. Yeah, it's elf. It's the elf theme night. Fans can win a special edition Purdue basketball elf poster With a donation of a non-perishable food item, one poster for every five cans of food, it says. And the Sandow Trio Russian Bar is performing at halftime. I don't even know what that is. Sounds great. I'm still a big fan of the uh, Frisbee Dogs. Red Panda, Frisbee Dogs. Rest in peace, quick change, but I never thought it was as good as... Kyle Charters did. The Ready Go Dog Show is the uh, December the 29th. Okay. So over Christmas, that's when I get to see it. I love it. Purdue puts up all those uh, little promos and stuff there. All right, time for some of the things we may have missed. Uh, it was announced uh, a little bit earlier here, but it's like right... How did I miss this from earlier this afternoon? Dylan Thieneman is named the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Yeah. You think? I mean, come on. We went over it yesterday with just how screwed over they got. Both him and Nick Scowerton. On those uh, second team nods instead of first. Ugh! is the seventh Boilermaker to be the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Brian Fox, Eric Hunter, Corey Rogers, Stuart Schwager, Rondell Moore, and David Bell. Third player in the last six seasons from Purdue. Love to see it. Love to see it. Congratulations to him. He 100% deserves that. Also, shout out to our winners last night, the IU Health Hoops Classic. West Lafayette, 55-47 over Benton Central. Rensselaer Central, 58-51 to over McCutcheon. Harrison, 53-CC, 40. Jeff, 66. Twin Lakes, 56. So that takes us to Friday where it's BC versus McCutcheon at 6 p.m. at McCutcheon. You also got CC taking on Twin Lakes. Westside takes on Rensselaer Central and Harrison takes on Jeff. All right. That's all I got. Again, last chance. Boiler up the 765 447 4080 gets you your chance to win these tickets. Purdue. Iowa men's basketball, we got you covered here, all right? That's the show. Uh, don't forget, you always go back and take a listen via uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's all out there for you. We're back again tomorrow, Thursday, and uh, we will uh, talk local sports for you with another hour of great stuff. here. back here on the Hammerdown Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 The Hammer.